From Grangeville to Lapway, we've got your District 2 breakdown right here on the Palouse PrepCast with Garrison Hardy. That's right, breaking down everything you need to know in District 2 in the state of Idaho. It is the Palouse PrepCast here on IdahoSports.com. I'm Brandon Bainey, joined by Garrison Hardy, the guy who is uh, so happy that uh, we've officially turned the page on summer and we're into the fall season, right? Amen. Amen. As a ginger, I tell you, this time of year is the best. The weather's starting to get cooler. Up here in Moscow, we've been in the 60s, the 70s. Uh, This is perfect, let me tell you. So, uh, yeah, this is just great. Yeah, it's definitely getting cooler at night where I'm at as well. And uh, I'm I'm not a ginger, right? I have blonde hair, kind of. But uh, same thing. I'm very fair-skinned. I'm uh, largely Norwegian heritage which is a fair-skinned uh, people and uh, as you can see up top there's not much left so <laughs> when my hair's this short i have to wear a hat otherwise it's bad news so yeah no protection up there you know fortunately for now i've got this up here but uh yeah everywhere else incredibly fair-skinned and the sun is my mortal enemy so uh less of it the better <laughs> absolutely so uh if you want to see uh the uh, beautiful ginger locks of Garrison Hardy, or you want to see the lacking coverage up top on my dome, you can, of course, watch the video of the Palouse PrepCast each and every week on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, as well as our Facebook page. Or if you just want to catch the audio, uh, you can also do that at IdahoSports.com. Uh, right on the homepage, there's a drop-down menu of PrepCasts, all of our PrepCasts around the state. You just click on the Palouse PrepCast. Uh, or you can also download this podcast wherever you download your podcasts. So uh, last night, let's see, Monday night football, Packers beat the Lions. But where you're at up north in the Palouse, it was kind of it was Monday night volleyball. There was a lot of volleyball action going on, which is pretty exciting. That it is. Uh, you and I have talked about this before. This time of year with high school sports, sports in general are just uh, flying uh, all over the place. And it's a really refreshing thing to see. The kids are able to come out and play last year with the, the the pandemic being in the middle of that. A lot of these sports weren't happening. So uh, to be able to see these kids out on the court, on the field, you name it, uh, it's really refreshing to see. Yeah, so let's recap real quick what happened in volleyball last night. The big matchup uh, was in the White Pine League. We, we kind of talked about it last week on the PrepCast Garrison, this big, gigantic showdown between Troy and Potlatch these uh, powers that came in with these gaudy records and the winner would be on the inside track for the uh, number one spot in the conference standings. Uh, It didn't disappoint, but Troy came away with a three, nothing sweep of potlatch and really uh, it it was very one-sided. I was pretty surprised the Trojans won in, in straight sets, 25, 14, 25, eight, 25, 13. Uh, That's really Troy putting on a performance. Well, absolutely. And of course, it's spearheaded by Morgan Blazard, one of the best players, uh, well, in District 2. Uh, she is, she's committed to go to the next level, I believe, at a school in Washington. So uh, her, her athleticism really, like I said, spearheads the charge. And, uh, you know, Troy is just an all-around solid team. Everywhere the ball goes, they've got defenders that can make the play, keep it live. And then get the ball back over the <clears throat> back over the net. Excuse me. So um, as as good as Potlatch's record was coming into this, I'm really not surprised to see Troy's dominance, uh, especially when you look at their game against Genesee. Genesee, I think, is kind of that that dark horse when it comes to this division uh, or this conference rather. 
And uh, that was a little bit more competitive, especially with the likes of Lucy Ranasad on that front line. Um, so it, for me, those are the two teams to keep an eye on. But uh, again, uh, Troy's dominance just continues on. Yeah, so uh, Troy with the win is 7-0 and in White Pine play. They're 9-3 and overall. Same with Potlatch. They're 9-3 and overall, and they are 6-1 and now, the lone blemish that lost to Troy. Uh, in the victory, uh, Jolie Eklund for Troy had a great night uh, on the service line. She was 14-15 of 15 on serves uh, with three aces as well, so that was pretty impressive stuff. Uh, otherwise, last night, uh, you had some kind of cross-divisional matchups involving some White Pine League teams. Clearwater Valley was taking on Timberline from Weipe, and uh, Timberline is a 182 program, and they defeated uh, Clearwater Valley 3-1. to The uh, Stemrich sisters were, uh, were the stars in that matchup, Garrison. You had Mary Beth Stemrich is a senior, and she had nine aces in, in service, uh, and then her younger sister, Lizzie Stemrich is a freshman and she had eight assists. So that's kind of how it is in uh, small town volleyball. A lot of times it's siblings teaming up, right? Yeah, the families take over. We've talked about the Hasselstroms over in uh, Prairie. So let's bring it over to the volleyball side of things. And, you know, uh, we talk about the different divisions and the different sizes of the schools and whatnot. In volleyball, that's not quite as prevalent as it might be in football. In volleyball, if you have a couple of star stud players that can really do it all across the court, do numerous jobs. And uh, as long as they're keeping the ball in play, they're a threat. So uh, for Timberline out of we, I, uh, what a solid victory. And then at the 1A D2 level, we did have a conference matchup between Highland in uh, Craigmont uh, and Deary. And the Huskies uh, defeat Deary 3-1. to one. Uh, Casey Hudson had, or excuse me, uh, uh, Channy Brammer uh, was 20 of 20 in service with uh, also 19 assists. So that's a, a strong serving game and also a strong passing game when she rotated uh, towards the front lines. So that was pretty awesome. And then Orofino, I think, is going to be a really good 2A volleyball program this year. They did lose some really talented players, but I think they are the favorite in the Central Idaho League. They swept Kendrick last night, 3-0. Uh, Casey Hudson had eight kills and nine digs for the Maniacs in the victory there. So it's nice to see Orofino. You know, they've kind of been struggling in football. Uh, in soccer, they actually have a co-ed team, boys and girls, and they compete mm -hmm. against other boys' teams uh, around the area. Um, and so volleyball, it's nice to see Orofino uh, playing well. Absolutely. You know, as uh, <clears throat> said, same with kind of uh, Deary on the volley on the football side of things. We had hoped that uh, volleyball victory would have maybe balanced it out a little bit. Not meant to be, unfortunately. Uh, the things didn't go so hot on the football side of things that Jason and I were at. But uh, good for Orofino to you know have a have a program that's having some success there. Yeah, absolutely. So just real quick, I'll recap the volleyball standings. Uh, White Pine League, Troy 7-0, and 9-3 overall. Potlatch is 6-1 and and 9-3 and overall. And then, yeah, you talked about uh, Prairie is 5-2 in the in the league, 8-4 and four overall. And then Genesee, 5-3 and three in the league, 7-5 and five overall. It's pretty clear those four teams, Troy, Potlatch, Prairie, and Genesee, are going to be kind of duking it out all season long. At the 1AD2 level for uh, volleyball up in District 2, uh, also, the White Pine League. Uh, Kendrick is five and zero. They're undefeated, six and one overall. Their their first loss of the season last night to Orofino. Deary's at three and two. Highland at two and two. And then Saint John Bosco, the uh, the Catholic school in Cottonwood, is a uh, two and three uh, in the league, four and four overall. So, 
Looks like good competitive volleyball there. And then I just wanted to mention Orofino really quickly as well, talking about the Maniacs and the great season they're having out on the volleyball court. Uh, seven and three overall, Garrison, including two and zero in the league. They've already defeated both Grangeville and St. Mary's. So a leg up on the competition there. Absolutely. And uh, with every win, confidence is gained. Momentum is gained. So if they can keep this rolling and keep it on rolling through some tough competition, uh, who knows how that's going to finish out for them. So that, that's some great stuff right there. Yeah, so we want, we kind of wanted to kick off the show today with some volleyball just because it was kind of front of mind. We're recording this on Tuesday, and there was a ton of volleyball last night. The last volleyball thing I wanted to mention was uh, one of the great tournaments of the season uh, usually – uh, was supposed to be this weekend, the Battle of the Border, where you have Idaho schools competing against Washington schools. It's always held in Pomeroy, Washington. Well, because of COVID-19, they canceled it for this year. And that's, unfortunately, I think we're back to where we were last year, Garrison, where if you're having to play a lot of teams from another state, it's probably not going to happen. It's going to have to be strictly in-state matchups. Right. You know, and uh, fortunately for the kids here in Idaho, they're able to play. Uh, you know, we were uh, politics aside, we're, we're just a little bit more free when it comes to uh, the COVID-19 restrictions. And that that pays dividends for the kids. And we talked about that on the football side of things with kids trans coming in from California out of state, from Washington out of state, just for the chance to play. And uh, that's really important to parents a lot of the times to be able to let their kids have make these memories in their high school days because that. They're not going to get these years back and uh, not and a lot of kids are not going to go to the next level of playing sports. So to lose out on the opportunity to have, a, you know, play some high school athletics, especially if that's something the kids really enjoy, that's tough to see. So uh, I'm I, I for one, am happy that we here in Idaho, uh, the kids are able to play whatever their respective sport is. Yep, for sure. So I, I know uh, we had a couple of teams that were slated to play uh, Genesee, Troy, Prairie, and Cameo. We're going to go compete in that border uh, of the bat battle of the border in Pomeroy, but uh, that is no longer uh, on the table. All right, so let's talk about football. You you kind of mentioned the game that you were at last week with Jason. Uh, there was an audio-only broadcast on IdahoSports.com. Potlatch in a big way over Deary, 60-8. to eight. Deary was a pretty decent team last year. They took second in the 1AD2 White Pine League, but but now a 1-3 uh, start to the season, Garrison. What, what did you see from that from that game? Well, uh, what I saw was a complete shellacking in the first half. It was 60 to nothing uh, at halftime, and then the final score was 60-8. to eight. So Potlatch came in with a mission in mind, and they came out, executed flawlessly both offensively and defensively and uh, accomplished their mission got out with a win and it was a victory coming off of the loss from prairie so to be able to go into a hostile environment come out with a win in that fashion that's going to build their confidence moving forward on deary's side of things i saw an inexperienced team you know they had a lot of freshmen and sophomores on that team they're in a bit of a rebuilding phase i would say and the coaching staff's doing a good job uh it's just a, it is what it is sometimes sometimes you run into experienced strong and fast teams like potlatch who by the way is division up on Prairie, or excuse me, Deary. So they they had the roster advantage as far as size goes. And uh, uh, defensively, that that front seven for Potlatch, that 
what a threat. Uh, the, the IdahoSports.com player of the game, uh, Isaac McNeilson, uh, he was all over the field, both offensively and defensively, but especially defensively, his presence was incredibly impressive. His ability to fill the gap and shoot the gap, blow up plays. Uh, and he was a menace. And that's why Jason and I gave him the IdahoSports.com player of the game. So all in all, very impressive game for Potlatch. And Jason and I were talking after the game that suddenly we're considering them a top four threat for the White Pine League. Okay, interesting. That that was going to be my next question. Uh, first of all, I think that's awesome that you guys gave the IdahoSports.com player of the game to a defensive guy. That doesn't happen a lot. So th- I thought I think that's pretty cool. And keep keep up the good work up there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, he did catch a couple of touchdowns, so it it was a little of both. But yes, uh, it, what struck me the most was his uh, his instinct at linebacker. It was really impressive. Okay, so yeah, let, let's talk about the White Pine League because coming into the season, we we did the preseason coaches poll, and like I told you, everyone pretty pretty much said Prairie one and Clearwater Valley two for the most part, and then after that, it was like it was all over the place. I mean, Potlatch was as high as fourth in one poll; they were as low as eighth in a poll. So and so that's where I think we're really gonna. I, I can't wait till we really start to dive in and into the White Pine League and see where everybody actually stands because mm-hmm. I I do think this thing is kind of wide open. I think if we're reassessing right now, I think obviously Prairie at the top. I think Genesee is probably a strong number two after their victory over Clearwater Valley, uh, and then but then after that, uh, I, I think the the next couple of spots are up for grabs, and I think we could definitely see four, and depending on how it shakes out, maybe even five teams get into the playoffs this year from the white pine league oh 100 i mean uh, you you look at clearwater valley and nobody really predicted this tough of start for them uh but in the back end of the schedule they could very well pick up a couple of wins here and suddenly they reinsert themselves back into the conversation we just don't know they still have the talent they still have the coaching staff that's going to put them in the positions to succeed so we could very well be talking talking about the Rams at some point. Uh, see, uh, talk about impressive. We, we saw hints of this last year before COVID kind of canceled the rest of their season. And now we're seeing the fruits of that labor. The new coach, uh, Justin Padrabski, has done a fantastic job of setting this team up for success. And they've gone out and executed to their credit. Uh, so Genesee, talk about, uh, it's going to be interesting to see when they go up against Prairie, uh, where, where they're going to stack up. Obviously, Everybody, like you said, was talking about Prairie and they've gone out and uh, done what they needed to do. Uh, the loggers uh, and then the and then Lapway, too. Both of those teams, I think, are going to be conversation when it comes down to it. It's going to be interesting to see where uh, all of this stuff shakes out, kind of like you said. And I still think you can't count out Kamii either. I know they lost two lap way 60 to 28, but Cub, Cubs are always lurking too. So, so yeah, Genesee, uh, 3-0 and overall, and they've all been conference games so far, Garrison. So they are 3-0 and in the White Pine League as well. So they are the top dog, uh, literally, right? Genesee <laughs> Bulldogs, right? So uh, they're, they're all alone in first place for now. That What a wild game they had with Clearwater Valley. And I just I feel bad for Alan Hutchins, the, the coach at CV, because he's probably thinking to himself, what have, what have I gotten myself into here? First game of the year against Raft River, uh, one of the title favorites in 1A, 
D1, and they lose that game pretty badly. They get a week off, and then they turn around and have to play Prairie. That's the league favorite, and then won a D1 title favorite right away. And then they think, okay, here's Genesee. It's not easy, but it's a matchup we like. They're 2-0, and and we're, we're looking for our first win. They had the lead until late in the game when Angus Jordan, who, again, I think is – uh, probably one of the best pure passers in the White Pine League. Angus Jordan throws the game-winning touchdown pass to Cy Wareham with 25 seconds to play, and that gives Genesee the 50-44 to 44 win. I mean, just heartbreak city for CB at the end. I mean, what do they got to do here? <laughs> oh, gosh, they just got to keep trucking along. We saw a lot of good things from that game, despite the gut-punching loss. You know, they, they were still putting up points offensively. They were making some plays defensively, obviously couldn't come up with it at the very end. Uh, I think I think the coaching staff with Clearwater Valley has to look at the tape and see that, hey, we're heading, we're heading in the right direction here. We had a lot of good things in that game against Genesee. It just so happens that Genesee is also a really good team, and they just got the better – they had the ball last. <laughs> they, they got the better of us there. So, you know, tip your cap to – Genesee, move on and keep your seat. Holy cow, what a start. And to trap, go on a two-plus-hour road trip uh, to go into Clearwater Valley where Jason, uh, Paul, and I have called a game from there, rather, and they've got some pretty rabid fan support. So uh, to be able to go into that environment, put up 50 points on a pretty solid team, uh, that is really impressive. So, uh, again, hats off to Genesee being the top dogs, as you mentioned. <laughs> uh, but but uh yeah, Clearwater Valley, just keep trucking along. You know, starting Owen, nobody wants to start 0-3 at all. But if the if the locker room believes in the talent that they have and they're able to just start, just take that first game and then uh, as cliche as it sounds, one game at a time. You're not going to get those three games back in one game. So just week by week, move forward. Yeah, and so uh, we'll, we'll see if they can turn it around this week. Other scores from the the White Pine League. Uh, we talked about Lapway defeating Kamii, sixty to twenty eight. You had Prairie defeating Logos, seventy two to twenty four, putting up a pretty big statement there as well. So if we if we look at the White Pine standings, uh, Genesee all alone, three and zero in the league, three and zero overall. Prairie and Lapway are both two and zero in conference play, and then Potlatch and Kamii are each one and one. That's followed by Troy and Clearwater Valley, uh, which are both zero and two, and then Logos bringing up the rear at zero and three. You know, Logos got that first win in their first varsity game ever, and then they found out well, life in the White Pine League maybe isn't so easy and three losses in a row for Logos, but a top to bottom, this is a competitive league. And, and like I said, it's kind of like the big 12, right? Everybody's got a high octane offense. And a lot of times it comes down to which team's got the ball last. So. Well, that's right. You know, the ball's flying all over the place. Uh, the, the field is wide open with eight man football and that's what makes it so darn exciting. So um, for, for some of these big matchups coming up, uh, we're just going to have to see where the chips fall. And, um, you know, it's it's been a lot of fun thus far, and I can't believe we're already heading towards October. So it's about to get real. <laughs> yes, it is for sure. Uh, and, the, and then the 1AD2 White Pine League, uh, Kendrick, I think, is the clear favorite there. And you talked about with Deary maybe being a younger team and, and kind of rebuilding. Uh, and I said this coming into the preseason, I think this has opened the door for Lewis County, the, the co-op between Nez Perce, 
Highland and cul-de-sac. I, I think uh, for Lewis County, that's opened the door for them to possibly sneak into the playoffs as that second place finisher uh, in the one AD two ranks. What do you think? Oh, I could definitely see it. You know, for Deary, like I said, that they're kind of in a rough spot here. Obviously for them, the back end of their schedule is going to be where they could potentially shake things up. But with them being so young and still needing a little bit more time to develop, I think this is 100% the chance for Lewis County to jump into that number two spot and really challenge for the Division Two. Yeah. So if we look at the schedule for, for the White Pine Leagues, uh, 1AD1, 1AD2, it's actually going to be a pretty good slate of games coming up this week, uh, Garrison. At the 1AD2 level, you've got uh, the four teams that are in the conference playing each other. So you've got uh, what I think is the two top teams, Lewis County at Kendrick. Uh, we'll, we'll see how close Lewis County is to the class of the league in Kendrick. And then at the other end, you've got uh, Deary hosting Timberline. And so uh, Timberline's a team that has only gotten to play two games so far. They've been affected by some COVID-19 stuff, I think, uh, at their school. So they haven't gotten as many games as everybody else, but those should be pretty interesting. And then in the 1AD1 White Pine League, you've got Troy at Kamii. That's a matchup of uh, teams that are uh, trying to get back on the right side of 500. You've got uh, Clearwater Valley traveling to Logos. That's the game that you're going to be calling on IdahoSports.com Friday night at 7 o'clock. This is going to be a great opportunity for the Rams to finally get that first win of the season. It is. It is. And, uh, you know, they're coming in against a Logos team that has some athletes, but obviously is still as far as uh, their place in in the White Pond League and uh, just getting adjusted to varsity football. So uh, for Clearwater, you're right. This could definitely be a big time chance to go in to an away venue and uh, shake off those first three losses and open up with a with a win. And uh, Coach Holloway, when I talked to him weeks ago, he I told him we're going to be back for the Clearwater game. And he, he said, well, we know that's going to be a test. So uh, they're Logos is realistic about it. They know where the, their weaknesses and their strengths lie. Um, so uh, it's going to be interesting to see if Logos, what Logos has learned too. Uh, obviously, they've had some some brutal losses on their end thus far. Uh, but Coach Holloway said that's all part of the learning process. And so both of these teams uh, have a chance to go out and uh, execute. And uh, we'll we'll see who comes out on top. But I know Jason and I are excited to be back out at Logos, that new field. And um, we're ready to watch some good football between these two teams. Yeah, that'll, that'll be a fun one for sure. This Friday night, uh, video coverage on IdahoSports.com with Garrison and Jason. So uh, the the other uh, White Pine League games, uh, Prairie traveling to Potlatch. We'll, fi- we'll find out real quick where uh, Potlatch sits. And then um, I think a good test for Genesee is they travel to Lapway. And so we're, we're going to get some separation. And we're, we're, I think we're going to come back next week, Garrison, and have a better idea of maybe how things sit in this wide open White Pine League. Yeah, with uh, Genesee and La- uh, excuse me, Prairie, uh, if if they're able to come out on top, that like it would be those two up at the top of uh, the table, uh, and then just uh, we'll have to see how the rest of the season would shake out. And then um, for Potlatch and Lapway, you know, if uh, if they want to sneak back further into the con- if uh, Potlatch is able to pull this off. Uh, talk about quite an impressive start to their season. Um, and, you know, a, a team that 
nobody really necessarily thought of early on as being in the conversation for the top four, but they've done an impressive job. They play good, hard-nosed football. Uh, and then with Lapway, I mean, you've got Titus Year out, a quarterback. What an impressive athlete who's already committed to the University of Idaho for basketball. Uh, so his mobility could present problems to Genesee, who gave up 44 points last week. So uh, two interesting matchups. Obviously, Prairie's favored in one. And then uh, Genesee and Lapway, they kind of have a friendly rivalry between those two schools. So that's going to be um, a fun one to keep an eye on. And folks, you can watch it all on IdahoSports.com. Obviously, Jason and I will be up at Logos, but uh, you can watch, uh, you can check out numerous games uh, on the IdahoSports.com scoreboard. That's right. Our Friday night flash is back, Garrison. Uh, we our intern Keller uh, operates that on Friday nights, and he is giving um, live, real time updates on games all across the state of Idaho. So it's really awesome. And if if anyone's out there listening, okay, and you you are at a game, like let let's say you're going to be at that uh, Genesee Lapway game. Well, you know we're we're a small staff at IdahoSports.com. We can't be everywhere, right? So what we really need is help from from all of you fans that are out there in in the field, so to speak. So if you're at a game and you want to send a score update along to our intern Keller, you can text our Friday Night Flash score hotline. That's right. We have a Friday Night Flash hotline. Uh, I'll, I'll give you the number real quick so you can jot it down. It's 208-639-9072. 208-639-9072. That is our uh, Friday Night Flash score hotline. And so if you text updates of the game you're at, intern Keller will get it. He'll put it up on the scoreboard, and it's it's a pretty cool deal. We're, we're excited to bring that back. So, yeah, I, I know you probably like me, Garrison, at halftime of whatever game you're broadcasting. I'm, I'm checking the flash to see what, see what the scores are so I can report them on air. Oh, 100%. Jason, my, my co-host Jason, does a great job of always pulling that up and seeing what storylines we can start talking about. Uh, it, you know, especially uh, not to be disrespectful, but if the game's a blowout, uh, then we can start piecing together storylines of what it looks like going forward next week, uh, depending on what conference we're covering. So Lewiston's another team we cover pretty frequently. So if we're here at 5A, we'll start piecing together. Okay, here's what uh, here's what it looks like here with Coeur Lane here, Post Falls here. Here's where Lewiston sits, and here's the matchups going forward next week. Uh, we'll look at that. Uh, so it's the the, the uh, scoreboard is a great resource for us. So shout out to the intern there uh, for helping us out. Yeah, absolutely. Intern Keller doing a great job. Uh, so yeah, let's we'll get to Lewiston in just a second. We're kind of working our way up the food chain here. So real real quick, let's stop by two A. Grangeville did finally get their first win of the season last week. They played on uh, on Thursday night. Actually, they they hosted McCall Donnelly on Thursday night and they won seven to six. A win's a win. They're one and three. They're off the schneid, which is great to see. Hey, I don't care how ugly the win is. Like you said, dust yourself off, move on. Let's learn what we can from that game, and let's focus on our next opponent here. And it's interesting to see how they're going for that Thursday night football TV money there. So that's going to be something to watch as it develops going forward. <laughs> well, I think they're back into the traditional Friday Friday night slot this week. Oh, so. Wow. Um, it was worth a <laughs> right. Uh, it doesn't get any easier for Grangeville though. They're, they're hosting Kellogg, a good three, a program that's, Oh, by the way, three and O. So <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> well, you you and I talked about Grangeville's schedule to, uh, before the season kicked off and 
And boy, was it packed full of opponents. And obviously, you saw what the coaching, uh, the administrators and coaching staff were going for. They're hoping that, well, if they're able to put together a solid win-loss record with that schedule, that's going to bode very favorably for them come playoff time. But it just hasn't panned out thus far. But another opportunity to pick up a win here despite the tough opponent. Um, we'll see We'll see what the Bulldogs come up with. For sure. Orofino uh, was shut out by Bonners Ferry, 35-0. The Maniacs are 0-3. Uh, good opportunity for a win, though, as they travel to Marcin Friday night. Marcin is a team that has struggled for, for some time. Um, and so it, it, a fellow 2A program, I think this might be Orofino's best chance yet to uh, finally snap that losing skid and, and get a victory. I, I would be very surprised if Orofino did not come away with a win in this matchup with Marcin. Uh, Marcin's just not in a good spot right now as a program. 4A level, uh, Moscow, big victory over Pullman, 47-7. to This is the Moscow offense we were expecting to see. They've kind of been bogged down the first couple of games, but the Bears finally, you know, 3-1, and one and, and the offense is looking good. Yeah, we talked about the the inexperience at quarterback coming into the season and how they had a new quarterback taking over the offense. And uh, I think we saw a little bit of that in the first couple of games. And also offense offense is a much harder side of the ball to get control of, per, per se. You know, there, a lot more has to go right on offense than on defense where, you know, you, as long as you hit the guy and keep them in front of you, uh, you're doing a pretty good job. And uh, for, fortunately, Moscow's defense is really what stepped up in those first couple of games there to, in those ditches. And then finally they were rewarded. Uh, Pullman's obviously in a bit of a bad way. They've just been uh, had the, the wheels beaten off of them lately. But uh, talk about a big confidence booster for Moscow going to beat your uh, cross-border rivalry in that fashion. Such a good feeling. Such a good feeling for that quarterback. And like you said, with that offense, they like to play vertically. Boy, did they ever. So uh, we'll see if that momentum can carry with them going forward. Yeah, tough challenge. They're going to play up this week uh, at 5A Lake City. They will travel to Coeur d'Alene to play the Timberwolves. So that'll be a good measuring stick for Moscow. And speaking of 5A, we got to talk about the Lewiston Bengals. I mean, they traveled all the way to Yakima, Washington last week and uh, defeated Eisenhower, the Eisenhower Cadets, 63-21. to 21. This is the Lewiston offense we're expecting to see, Garrison. This is the first 4-0 start for Lewiston since the 2016 season. They went undefeated in the regular season that year. They went 9-0, including a thrilling 55 to 51 win over Coeur d'Alene uh, before they were subsequently bounced in their playoff opener by Rocky Mountain. But so, so this is the first time in, in some time that Lewiston's off to a four and zero start. And you got to look at their offense uh, on, on how impressive it has been. And that you got to look at the play of Jace McCarcher at quarterback Cruz Hatburn in the backfield, James White, Elliot Taylor, or a couple other names I'll throw out there as well at wide receiver, Jared Jelinek, who's also uh, a, a feisty cornerback who has the ability to take it to the house. We saw an, a 100 plus yard interception return for a touchdown. So this team has athletes scattered across the field, and then it's all it's all kind of stuck together with that powerful front seven. And uh, on both sides of the ball, the offensive line does a great job of opening the holes for Hepburn and McCarcher. And then on the defensive side of things, they get a lot of pressure on opposing 
between quarterbacks. And when you tie it all, it looks mighty impressive. And this go-go offense, this is what it would have looked like probably last year had they not had numerous injuries at important key positions to where they had backups coming in trying to do their best to fill those spots. But the production just wasn't there. Now this is what we're seeing with the go-go offense. This is what uh, the new system was supposed to look like having it o- over a year of working with it. Coach pancarry has got his team rolling. Absolutely. So Garrison at four and oh, they've already surpassed their win total from last year. They only went three and six a year ago. And when we start talking about be- because uh, in in five A football, twelve of the twenty teams make the playoffs, and so usually four four wins is going to get you in. Five will definitely get you in. And last year, I think there was a three and six team that that made the playoffs. So for Lewiston, I mean, they're there. I mean, they are right there. And I, as I look at their schedule the rest of the way, they're playing Sandpoint. They they got to travel to Sandpoint this week, and that's going to be a tough game. Mm-hmm. Sandpoint's a really good four A program. After that, they play Moscow. I think that's a very winnable game for Lewiston. And then they've got the three conference games, Post Falls, Lake City, Coeur d'Alene. So I I think Lewiston is setting itself up already because of this start. I think we're going to see the Bengals in the playoffs this year. I think you're right to to think that way. I mean, uh, with Sandpoint, you're right. It's going to be a tough contest. Moscow is going to be a test in its own right. But last last year they played Moscow, and Moscow had a very – a uh, very solid tight end who, by the way, is now playing at the University of Utah. No big deal. And uh, that game was a that, that was a very close game. I think it was 28 to 20 was the final score. And Lewiston banged up as they were. were right there with them. So I think Lewiston has got the edge uh, in that matchup. And then you look at the conference side of things. Post Falls is a little bit inexperienced on offense, I think. Lewiston could trip them up. Lake City, especially because a lot of starters from last year are back, and they're a pretty they're a pretty big team. Uh, and then, of course, Coeur d'Alene that is Coeur d'Alene and is what it is. That being said, uh, Lewiston can easily pick up a couple of wins here in the in the rest of their schedule. And like you said, we're talking playoffs, and I think Coach Pancarry and his staff have are primed and ready to go for that. Um, and then, of course, the question would be uh, what's it, what's going to happen when they run into those Boise schools, but. Uh, still, Lewiston's got to be happy with, with their positioning. They've taken care of business thus far. I can't do so in the next couple of games here. Yeah, it's it's going to be exciting to see if Lewiston can keep it rolling. They were number five in, in the media poll last week in the 5A ranks, and I'm sure they'll stay there with another victory. So 4-0 to start. And, and again, they're traveling to Sandpoint uh, Friday night to take on the Bulldogs. So it's going to be another exciting week of action, Garrison. Uh, you're going to be in uh, Moscow calling the Logos Clearwater Valley game. And I, I think we're going to find out we're finally getting into the part of the season now where, where the good teams are having to play each other. And we're, we're going to find out, I think, a lot more. We're, we're going to sound a lot smarter a week from now. Uh-oh, we lost him. <laughs> Garrison froze up on us. You can see he's smiling. He agrees with Can you me. hear me? Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I could still hear you. Uh, in any case, um, I think Clearwater Valley's got a big opportunity to get their first win on the board. Logos, it, create, that's why these games aren't played on paper. Clearwater Valley may be favored, but Logos, they've got hardworking boys over there who are going to go out and give their all. Uh, and then the very next week, we'll be covering, uh, I'll be doing a Hardy Boy broadcast down in Lewiston uh, as they take on Post Falls. So 
Um, or maybe that's a couple weeks from now. In any case, uh, the, that's where the broadcast is heading. Uh, but this week, uh, we'll see you live from Logos. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Friday night, 7 o'clock on IdahoSports.com. So enjoy all of the football action, volleyball action, where you can get it, and soccer as well. Cross country's off and running. Uh, and so swimming is is uh, underway. So it's a busy time of year. It's an exciting time of year. And we'll be back to recap it all for you again next week on another edition of the Palouse PrepCast. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the games this weekend, everybody. For Garrison Hardy, I'm Brandon Bainey on IdahoSports.com.